Welcome to Real Testaments. The messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. Hallelujah. How many of you are happy to have attended the Life in the Spirit conference? Can I see you raise your your hand up? Fantastic. Thank you so much. Praise God. It's been a wonderful time. And by the grace of God, I'm going to be sharing with you this morning along those lines as well. Praise the Lord. Let's stand up as we pray this morning briefly. Lord, thank you because we are who we are today because of what you did on the cross. On the cross, you said it is finished. Therefore, everything that has hitherto become an abatross in our lives is finished. We are free. Your word says, whosoever the Son sets free is free indeed. Lord, we are free. We are no longer under the bondage of the enemy. Our spirit is free. Hallelujah. We can serve God. We can worship him. We have direct access to him. We can love. We can have joy and express the joy everywhere. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this morning. I pray, Heavenly Father, that your word will come with power. Lord God, there will be deliverance, oh God. As your word comes forth, you will heal people today in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for the miracle of salvation here today. If there's anyone who is not born again, who have not experienced the new birth, Lord God, I pray today, as your word comes, there will be a spiritual turnaround in the name of Jesus. And everyone that is believing you, oh God, for spiritual rededication, Lord God, he shall experience, that person shall experience it today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, it is not by power, it is not by might, but by your spirit. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Let's look at... John chapter 3, verse 5 to 8 this morning. John chapter 3, verse 5. So today I want to talk about, on that still life in the spirit conference this morning, I want to talk about the spiritual man. The spiritual man. And Jesus answered and said, Very, verily I say unto thee, except a man be born again, or sorry, born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Notice I said... Okay, okay. Yeah, go, go to six now. That which is born of the flesh, can you just shrink it a little bit? I'm not saying the first word, but I'm using the idea that I know the scripture. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Give me seven. Marvel not, I say unto thee, you must be born again. All right, go to eight. Lastly. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou, what's that word? Okay, you know the word. I can't see where the sound thereof. But cannot tell once it cometh, and whether, whither it goeth. So everyone that is, but that's why, you know, I don't know, people like in very well. The English are too boring to me. I thought this nearest. You know, I'm, this is 2022. Eh? I need to be. 
Some people like it, but you know, I, I, I read it, but you know, I also do and deal other translation that you know connects with me. I like something that connects, you know, more like it. Okay, so let's go. Where I want to talk about is in verse six. Let's go back to verse six. Verse six. All right. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is what? Is spirit. So the topic is what? The spiritual man. Now listen to this. When you are, when you are born into the world, it is normal. It's a normal principle. One of the, I know I've talked about principle before. One of the principles of life is the principle of reproduction. Okay? The principle of re re reproduction states that every living thing have the capacity to reproduce, to produce its own kind. Okay, so today you are born because your father and your mother came together, all right? And your father deposited a seed in your mother, and in nine months' time, she gave birth to you. Some seven months, gestation period between seven months and, you know, maybe nine months, as the case may be. So if it's less than that, you have to incubate the baby to make the the cells and the tissues of the baby strong to be able to live. Now, that is the principle of reproduction. And that is flesh giving birth to flesh. Right. So you grow up and you become an adult, a woman or a man, and so you do the same thing. So you, you, you get married, sleep with your wife if you're a man, and she gets pregnant and she gives birth. It's normal. It's going to continue till infinity until the world ends. It's, nobody's going to stop it. That is a principle that God has put in place. The same thing, animal does the same thing. They reproduce. Although we know there is sexual reproduction, there is a sexual reproduction. All right, that's what science has told us. But however, every living thing has the capacity to reproduce itself. Great. Now, the same thing happened in the realm of the spirit. When you became born again, what does it mean to be born again? To be born again means that you accepted what Jesus did. That's all. How did you accept? Maybe you heard the word or you saw the way somebody was living or you went to church and you saw some group of people and their life or your area, your life is just different. And so you, or you had an issue, all right? You had an issue and you needed intervention and somebody now introduced God to you and there was an intervention. So people have given their lives to Christ in different, different situations. All right, now, however, that happened because you believed. It happened because you believed. You believed in Christ. Now, as a result of that believing, right, something happened to your life. You encountered a spiritual connection. So that is what we call the new birth. You, the new birth, although there are a lot of processes, processes like, you know, you acknowledge the fact that, oh, you cannot save yourself. Maybe you acknowledge the fact that you're a sinner, and so you need help, and so you now believe in Christ because Christ has the capacity to save you, and today you are now a new creation, as it were. Now, that new birth that has happened 
is giving birth to you spiritually. The same way a man gives birth physically is the same way a woman gives birth physically is the same way that for you to be born into the kingdom of God, you need to be born again. That's what Jesus was saying. You need to be born again. So once you are now born again, it is your spirit that is born again. Your spirit is saved. Your spirit now connects to God. All right? Your spirit is now having access to God. So your flesh remains the same. It's still the same physical-looking guy or woman, but something has happened to you spiritually. So you are born into the realm of the spirit. So you are now a spirit. So you are now a spirit because Jesus said, he that is born of the flesh is flesh. But he that is born of the spirit is what? Is spirit. So you are no longer human. You are now a spirit. You must understand that. So because you are now a spirit, what it means is that you belong to the class of the spirituals. So when, you know, Bishop, what I was talking yesterday, when he said somebody told that, this is spiritual, this is spiritual. The Bible says that Jesus is the head of principalities and what? And past. It means that where all the witchcrafts are gathered, Jesus is still their master. I don't know if somebody is getting what I'm saying. It means that where all the babalawos are gathered, he's still their master. And I give you, I take, take this from me. It also means where all the demons, the prince of demons and the Lucifer himself gather meeting. And they say, let's do this meeting. Eh? When Jesus shows up, they will see bow. He's still their what? Their master. Now, now, if Jesus is the master of principalities and powers, and you are complete in him, like the scripture says in Colossians, you are complete in him, it therefore means that you are also the head of principalities and what? And powers. So, when you hear Christians say, Pastor, leave this thing is spiritual, it, shows, it goes to show the ignorance of that believer. With all due respect, that's what it shows. So if it's actually spiritual, there was a time I was telling a group of people, I said, listen, when you say something is spiritual, I understand exactly what you are talking about. For me, it makes the matter easy. That's the truth. Because that is your natural what? Habitat. That is where you reign and, and you, you rule supreme. So you need to understand that, that number one, if I can help you on have this understanding, the work, 90% is done. A lot of Christians don't know that they are spirits. That's the problem. The spiritual man. You are a spirit. If you know that you are a spirit, you will not have the spirit of fear. You will not be afraid of anything because you rule in the spirit. That is your domain. That is your purview. That is where you have power and confidence. So Jesus talking to Nicodemus said, you must be born again. So if you're born again, you are born into a life of the spirit. So you are a spiritual person. 
You are even more spiritual than people who operate in the night. In short, in the night, you are even more active. You know why? Because you are light. And light shines more where? <laughs> in the darkness. <laughs> Hallelujah. No time. I would have given you, share the testimony with you, but let's, let's move on. All right. So you, you, you must understand that, that you are first of all spirits. You are first of all spirit because you are now born again. So as, as, as a spirit, there are a lot of things that are requested and demanded of you. Now let's look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. It's a long read, but I would like to um, read that. But before I read that, give me Colossians 3. All right. But before I say this, here therefore is the dilemma. I'll tell you where the dilemma is. The dilemma is, now I'm born again. My physical body is still the same. Your physical body is just a carcass. It's just like a carton. Hmm? The thing that runs your physical body is your mind. Right. I think Bishop Wally was trying to mention a few things about that yesterday. So a lot of people, that's the problem. How do you deal with the information I've been issued in your mind, how does those information aligns with your spirit? So we have a situation where our mind, what we have known for 50 years, imagine a 50-year-old man who have accumulated all the information. Okay, let me not be too far. Let's say a 40-year-old guy who has accumulated all information about life, suddenly becomes born again, those information don't just go away. Do you get it now? His spirit is saved, right? But his mind is still having information that he needs. He needs those information to live life. So he's in a dilemma. His spirit is saved. His mind is still the same. So what does he do? That's what Paul was talking in Romans chapter 12. When he got to Rome, he said, I would like to read that so that I can corroborate with what I'm saying before I go to um, this scripture. Uh, let's go to um, Romans chapter 12. Follow me carefully this morning. There's a lot of... I would like to read it from TPT. Romans chapter 12. Verse 1, look at what he says from the Passion Translation. He said, beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourself to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For that becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Did you see that? I take that again. It says stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. I love this. I take that place again so that I can sing. 
for this becomes your genuine expression of worship, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to design God's will as you live a beautiful life. Hallelujah. Praise God. As you live a beautiful life. So you must rely on the Holy Ghost. Or you must rely on the Holy Ghost to give you ideas that will now replace the ideas that you had before. For example, you have thought that before you get married to a woman, you must have sex with her or some, some believe that you must impregnate her first. That is an idea or an opinion that is given by the world. That's what the Bible says. Be not conformed to this world, but be renewed, be transformed. All right? Be transformed by the renewal of the mind. Basically, that's what it means. So some of you also think that, you know, somebody borrows you money. And because the person don't forget, the money don't enter voicemail. Or you, you swindle somebody, what we call 419. You swindle somebody and you call it sharpness or smart man. Do you get what I'm saying? So the word has names for some of these things. So Jesus, I mean, the, the Paul is saying, all these things, right? They are the ideas and opinion of the world. Therefore, what you are supposed to do is that you are supposed to rely on the Holy Ghost to give you ideas, fresh ideas from the kingdom that you will use to live your life right now. Let me, let me try and break it down, Pastor Patrick. Have you ever had a quarrel with your wife? Eh? Strong quarrel. Oh. She carry her face, go one side. You safe, I'm not saying. You're not saying. You carry yourself, go one side. But while you are driving, or maybe you try make you pray, the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart and says, go and apologize to her. Have you ever had that experience? It don't happen to me many times. So you go to, with it, so your mind, ah, ah, a 47-year-old man or 50-year-old man or 60-year-old man, for example, you have accumulated ideas. I mean, you have, for example, 20 years marriage experience. What you are used to is, she's the one that offended me. I will deal with her. In short, chop, um, uh, her, this feeding money that used to be 100K, I'm reducing it to 20,000. I'll not send them this month. You know, in your mind, you're already calculating how you are going to deal with her. Are you getting what I'm saying? But why you just stay bed, or maybe you they die your phone, the Holy Spirit will just drop and say, go and tell her sorry. <laughs> How do you deal with that? Maybe as a woman, you had an issue with your wife or your husband, and ah, this month, this place don't dry. She not, you're not going to see my pants this year, this month. And we starve him, because you know, women feel that as the, one of the parts, the tools to use to, to deal with their husband. And so the man now goes, say, okay, make I see if I feel wrong. Sure. After three days' time, one, hey, don't touch me! Don't touch me! You know, touch not. At that point in time, he's touched not my anointed. You are not anointed. <laughs> you know, but 
why you have taken that decision, which is an idea that you are used to have been issued. Are you getting now? Then the Holy Spirit comes and says, Go, go and meet your husband. He needs you now. How do you deal with that? It's difficult. Is it not difficult? It's difficult for you to align that within the the, the system of your mind. It's not. But what the Bible is saying, it said. The kind of renewal that you need is the type that you listen to the Holy Ghost and you allow him to give you fresh ideas from the kingdom. Somebody owe you money. You see, to be honest with you, I have studied the scriptures. To be honest, if you want to do kingdom life and Christianity outside of the Holy Spirit, you will struggle. Somebody owe you money. The person never pay. And the person calls again to borrow more. And the first instance, the one where I give you before, you know, you want to holler and rebuke and all that. And the Holy Spirit says, he needs it. Give it to him. <laughs> How do you deal with that? This is difficult. Because what you are used to is to deal with this person. Oh, God. You know, I, had, I have about few staff working under me as a supervisor. So there was this particular staff, one of my colleagues, you know, complained about, a colleague as in on the same kid I complained about. And I heard the complaint. I said, okay, great. I decided to apply kingdom principle to handle this person. And I, I called her. I said, I'd like to see you. And maybe she was scared or something. And I sat down with her. And I wanted to hear what the issues were. And she started telling me. She was telling me. God gave me wisdom on how I'm going to handle the matter. And the wisdom came. And by the grace of God, I, I handled the matter. And she became so appreciative and so happy. Listen, within my discretion, within the rules and my discretion, I would have done something give her a query or something, something, something. But the Holy Spirit just helped me, gave me wisdom on how to go about it. It's not about how punitive you are. It's about the results that you put in people's lives and they appreciate that. What, you see, sometimes we are so strong and so passionate about process that we don't care of the result that comes out. So you want to punish someone, for example, right? And you don't care what happens to the person's life afterwards. These things I'm saying, I don't know. If you, only when you are, <laughs> it's only when, <laughs> only when you listen to the Spirit of God and you understand what I'm saying. Somebody has, let's even look at it. Somebody wronged you. Is the person that wronged you. It is clear. But 
you want to take an action that will fix the person up. The word uses a word. I want to treat. Ah, I can't say that too, but now you talk up. That's what the word uses. So you are about to deal with the person and fix the person up. The Holy Spirit comes and says, why don't you do it like this? That's, that's what the scripture is saying. So be not conformed to the world. Be ye transformed by what? The renewal of your mind. How do you get your mind renewed? By listening to the Spirit of God. By listening to the Spirit of God. It's very important. By listening to the Spirit. Because see, how do you listen to the Spirit? Because you are a spirit. You are spiritual. To be honest with you, I cannot remember the last time I kept anything in my heart about anyone. I cannot remember. Because the Holy Spirit is not going to allow me. I cannot sleep. Say, maybe me and Pastor Patrick now get an issue. Eh? I'm not going to talk to Pastor Patrick again. I cannot. I cannot. Ah, Jesus Christ is Lord. Somebody connected with me this morning. Because you see, as... As, as, as spirituals, you are connected to the Holy Ghost. He's the one that will now give you ideas and suggestions on how to handle matters. Not the way you learned it 40 years or through. No. But learning it God's style. Praise God. Let's go to Colossians 3. Praise the Lord. God is good. I just have a few minutes. I'm, my time is almost up. Holy Ghost. Give me Colossians 3. Colossians 3, verse 1. Now, this, your, let me read it from, it's, um, it's not clearly opened. If I, is I mean, the church, quick, do something about that. Let me read it from the internet. Colossians chapter 3. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll still read it from the King James. Okay. If then you reason with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Did you see that? So what, what, what this place is saying, as a spiritual man, you are supposed to look at things from a more broader perspective. Look at things from, from the above, not from things from the earth. There are a lot of issues on this earth. He said, set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with, with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. He now said, mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. For example, he said, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections, evil, conspicuous. Compitious, ah, now wow, English, and conversiousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in which you also walk 
some time when you lived in them. Are you getting it now? So you lived in that type of life, fornication, idolatry, unforgiveness. That was your lifestyle before. Natural thing to do, somebody offends you, natural thing to do is to keep malice. It's not to talk to the person. In short, it's to delete the person's phone from your, from your I mean, number, from your, your phone. That's the natural thing to do. And Paul is saying, these are all earthly things. So you should think as a more spiritual person. Right. Now, you know, say, now put off all these things, verse 8, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. You know, say, lie not one to another, saying that you have put off the old man. So, for example, the old man is the guy that didn't know Christ before. So this new guy now cannot do all of those things. That's what Paul was trying to say. Even though you are going to do them, you need to understand that you are in a strange environment. It's not your natural habitat. Therefore, you cannot live a life of anger all your life. You cannot live a life of malice all your life. You cannot live a life of blasphemy all your life. You cannot live a life of filthy communication all your life. No. If it happens, it's going to be you living that your natural habitat, you see, coming back. I don't know if also mentioned something like that. You don't say, wow, no, no, this, I'm not supposed to be here. So immediately, you go back to your natural environment. That's what it is. So because, you see, the new operating system in, your, in you right now does not permit that. You get the point? It does not permit that. So how do you sync what is in your mind with what is in your spirit? You have to listen to the Spirit of God and deliberately remove, put off. That's what Paul was saying. Paul was saying, put them off, put them off. It means that do not allow them to, to have access to you. So because, you see, it is what you acknowledge that happens to you. What you reject, what? Goes away. So putting off means don't allow it to happen. Don't allow, allow it to happen. For example, you can... A bird can fly and fly and have freedom to fly. But you see, for it to not come and perch on your head and form a nest, that depends on you. Are you getting it now? So if you allow, if you are always angry, you are living a life of adultery and fornication, and you say you are born again, I may not dispute that. You're living a life of adultery, fornication, rot. You are gossiping. You are backbiting. You are doing malice. All of these things. These are the characteristics of the old man. So what happens is that you allowed it. And so because you allowed it, what Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, is therefore you cannot live a beautiful life. What is the beautiful life? It's not driving a Jeep and, you know, living in a big house or living in Banana Island. No, that's not the beautiful life. The beautiful life is for you to enjoy the benefits that come from eternal life. Hallelujah. Do you understand? We talked about spiritual death yesterday. And we talk about the consequences of spiritual death, which is eternal damnation, going to hell. Right. Now, once you are born again, you have been delivered from spiritual death and the consequences of it. So because you have been delivered from spiritual death and the consequences of it, which is the, the fact that you are no longer hell-bound, you are now heaven-bound. Right. So you must understand. So since you have left that kingdom of darkness, which is filthy and all of that, there's no beautiful life there. There are a lot of people who are hell-bound. They have jeep, they have big houses, they have investments everywhere, but they are not living the beautiful life. The beautiful life is having eternal life. Eternal life that has the propensity 
for goodness, for patience, for love, for grace, for, for kindness, for, for, for perseverance. Hallelujah. Praise God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, that is the beautiful life. That is beautiful life. So you have the propensity to reveal this beautiful life. Why? Because you are a spirit. Hallelujah. Life in the spirit. Life in the spirit. Now, go down. Look at verse 12. It says, But therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowers of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do, do ye. KJ uses the word complaint. If you have a complaint with anyone, but this place is saying quarrel. We all quarrel all the time, don't we? Is anybody here who never quarreled before? What is quarreling? Disagreement. I don't agree with you, you don't agree with me. Oh, yeah. Bass, boss, bass, boss, bass, boss. Some of you, if you not quarrel for mouth, but you don't quarrel for phone. The kind of text message where you see it, they call it stinker. I will send him a stinker. You send them stinker. He send you stinker back. Don't be quarrel with that. Right. But Paul is saying, even if you quarrel, it does happen, but you should do what? Forgive one another. Forgive one another. Forgiving means that you have the ability to forgive. Reason being that you are now a spirit. You are now a spirit. You are not a flesh anymore. Hallelujah. You are not a flesh anymore. You are now a spirit. Jesus talking in the book of John chapter 20 and chapter 4, verse, uh, let me read that then I will, will pray and close. That's, that will be my last scripture. John chapter 4, verse 23. John chapter 4, verse 23. John chapter 4, verse 23. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. I'll read it from TPT. He said, from now on, washing the Father will no longer be a matter of right place, but a right heart. This is deep. For God is a spirit, and he who longs to have sincere worshipers who adore him in the realm of the spirit and in, the, in, the, in truth. I take that again. From now on, washing the Father will not be a matter, I mean, from now on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of Right place, but with a right heart. For God is a spirit, and he longs to have sincere worshipers who adore him in the realm of the spirit and truth. Now, let me show you what he first of all said in verse 21. I like that, 21 and uh, 22. Just a minute, Sorry, just hold on a minute. Hallelujah. Multimedia, you push, you go and get me TPT. All right. Okay. Look at verse 21. Jesus talking and said, Believe me, dear woman, the time has come when you will worship the Father, neither on a mountain nor in Jerusalem. 
You know, I was talking about wrong doctrine before. One of the wrong doctrines that the devil has used, which is very, very strong, is the fact that he has told us that the building where you come to worship, that is where God lives. That is where God lives, that God does not live in your heart. So you see people who dress very well coming to church, but when they do other things, they dress, they, they dress anyhow. Because the mentality is, oh, I'm coming to see God. And that is what is responsible for the gigantic building. You build a gigantic building and you put a big cross. Are you getting it? In short, some churches, their altar is a no-go area. It's a no-go area. During praise forward, the way people come out here and dance and rock on this place, in some churches, you cannot try it. You will be alienated. How can you dance like that on the altar of God? <laughs> That's what they will tell you. Because the idea is that God is here more than here. But look at what Jesus is saying. This is deep stuff. Read the scripture. He said, listen, the time is coming when those that will worship the Father will never go to the mountain, nor go to Jerusalem. It means that you don't have to live where you are to worship God. Because you see, one of the characteristics of a spirit is that a spirit does not need to go somewhere to do things. A spirit can be where he is, and he will be running things. Hallelujah. A spirit is not limited by location. And Bishop said, it's not about location. Hallelujah. Look at what Jesus said. But in your heart, your people don't really know the one they worship. But the Jews worship out of our experience. For it's from the Jews that salvation is available. Look at what he said. From now on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but with the right heart. Praise God. For God is a spirit, and he who longs to have sincere worshipers who adore him in the realm of the spirit and the truth. That's what Jesus is saying. So you are a spirit. So don't still, don't say, ah, I am going to a need for worship. That is where God is. No, there is God in your bedroom. Hallelujah. Because God is inside of here. Inside, yeah. There is God. So you step out. You enter the downfall bus. That is God inside downfall bus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You carrying God everywhere. So you are not the one. So it's an aberration. That is another wrong doctrine. It's an aberration for a God to be looking for miracles. You are the one who is the God who is producing the miracle. Hallelujah. Praise God. Is somebody blessed this morning? Stand up on your feet. Ah, Jesus Christ. I feel like going deeper, but there's no time. You understand that? So I attack wrong doctrine so strongly. Because you see, what you hear is what you do. You get it now. What you hear is what you do. And what you do is what you become. What you do is what you become. Jesus is saying, he said, you don't need to go to the mountain. You don't need to go to anywhere. Where you are, you can activate the power of God. You can activate the power of God. And it's going to be the way you want it. Because you are a God. Hallelujah. You are a God living on the earth. You are a God living on the earth. You have the wisdom of God. You have the power of God you carry. Hallelujah. You want to worship God, you worship God from your heart. Because God is saying, 
The time is coming. And now the time has come. The best time to live is now. Hallelujah. Because we are living in the dispensation of grace. Where God is living in the heart of man. This is a dangerous dispensation. Turn to your neighbor say you are a dangerous man. Oh, you can't say it. So say it with meaning. Say you are a dangerous man. Because you are God carrier. Hallelujah. Is somebody blessed this morning? Lift up your hands and say, I worship you, dear Father. Hallelujah. Say, lift up your hands and say, I am born of the Spirit. The old man is gone. The old man did not have the power to run things. But me, I'm a spiritual man. Therefore, I have the power to do things. I can change things. No situation is under, I mean, is above my control. I am the one in charge. In the name of Jesus. Oh, le kapaya pasenta la la la. Yeke tosoto lobo I serve a God that is my father. I can call on him and things will change. I have a God who lives in the inside of me. I can call on him and things will change. I am no longer bound. The old man is gone. I am a new creation. Therefore, I am running and running things around me. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Give Jesus Christ a big hand this morning. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Praise God. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real. Influence your world.